the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to all of you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our God desires to have an intimate relationship with all of his children. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus to Calvary's tree, to make that opportunity available to you and me. But unfortunately, although the opportunity is there, most Christians don't have and enjoy the intimacy with God that he wants to have with us. And as quiet as it's kept, don't know how to do so, even if they wanted to. The good news is that there are pathways that the Bible teaches us that we can take to increase our intimacy with God. Each and every one of us needs to know what those pathways are so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that He desires with you and me, so that we can experience the life that He wants to be lived by you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. See, prayer is not prayed in an attempt to bend God's will to our will. But instead, it's designed to afford us the opportunity to bend our will to God's will. Prayer is an opportunity to get you to bend your will to God's will. Because unfortunately, there's too many self-willed Christians in the midst of the Christianity. He saved us spiritually, but mentally, we're the same as we was before we got saved. I said he saved us spiritually. But mentally, we're the same we was before we got saved. We want what we want, and that's what we want. Now we got a God who's a cabin boy, excuse me, to go get what we want. Now we got a God that's a clerk to go get what we want, a waiter to go get what we want. We got even, we even more advantage now, which causes us to be even more selfish than we was before. Because now we got somebody that we think going to go get it for us. I know I did. Let me speak for myself. I know I did. When I first learned about this thing called prayer, praise God, one of the first things I learned about prayer is what it said in the book of Matthew 18. It says, praise, if you ask anything in my name, then I'll do it. I was like, oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. I like this Christianity already. So I commenced to asking stuff in his name. Abracadabra, hocus pocus, in the name of Jesus, you know, same premise. So I can get what I want. But then I began to learn a little bit more about him. And I found out what I want ain't necessarily what he wants. 
And I found out in most cases what I want wasn't what he wanted. I wanted a lesser life. He wanted a greater life. Anybody remember buying Christmas gifts for your kids? Praise God. Anybody remember that? I was about to say, dang, y'all ain't bought that. your kids no Christmas gifts. Praise God. Dang. Took a while for hands to get up. It was on take delay. Praise God. I remember buying them for my kids. Praise God. They used to give me a Christmas list. Praise God. Every year. A long one. Praise God. Of everything that it is that they wanted. My kids were very industrious. Praise God. They've always been very industrious. They didn't even want to take no chances. I didn't know what they was talking about. So what they would do is that they would go make sure they had the catalog. They would tell me what to get, what the gift was, what the item number was, and what catalog it was in, what color they wanted it in, how many of them to purchase, praise God, and how many days it take to order it and get it back, praise God. They, 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 they worked the whole thing out. So all my job was was just to put up the money, praise God, and because they, they had already ordered everything. But when Christmas would come around, most of the stuff that was on their list I didn't get. Not because I didn't have the ability to get it. I didn't have the desire to get it. Because I had something else in mind for them. That was even better than what they asked for. I had something else in mind, what it is, that was even greater than what it is that they were asking for. So I would commence to go in and get what I thought they should get rather than what they wanted to get. And it ended up, faces was brighter, and they never asked me about any of the stuff that was on the list that they didn't get. Because the stuff that they got was so much better. was always so much better. Can I talk to you about your father now? You, before you go present him your list, pray like this. Thy will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. Because his ways are higher than our ways. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter, chapter of something, 55, he said, praise God. Yeah, it is 55. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. He went on to say, my thoughts are higher than yours as the heaven is from the earth. Greater than a mug. His ideas is way greater than ours. His thoughts are way greater than ours. The life that you think is great ain't the bottom level of the life that God's got planned for you. The intentions he's got planned for you. So you'd be wise to relinquish your plans and pick up his plans and let him do through your life what it is he wants to do. But that ain't going to happen until you begin to start praying, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. That thy will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, prayer is not prayed in order to attempt to bend God's will to our will. But instead, it's designed to afford us the opportunity to bend our will to God's. So that we can fulfill God's will for our lives. Not our will for our lives. Turn to St. John chapter 5. We were talking about we were supposed to be imitators of Jesus. Well, let's look at Jesus. If that's true, then they ought to be able to see that same mindset in Jesus too. Well, let's look. St. John chapter 5. We're going to pick up at verse 30. Letters in red, Jesus speaking. So it's going to come out of his own mouth. Chapter 5, verse 30. That way it ain't pastor interpreting stuff. I ain't interpreting nothing. I'm about to read. Verse 30. Jesus said, I came of mine own self, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just. Why is that, G? Because I seek not mine own will. He don't even look for his own will. What you be looking for then? But the will of the Father which hath sent me. 
Jesus said, I don't even look for my own will. That eliminated most of us. Because we looking hard for our own will. We want our will hard. God said, no, let it go. Be like Jesus. Because he didn't come looking for his. He come looking for his father's. Luke chapter, John chapter 6. St. John chapter 6. Let's look at verse 38. Mm-hmm. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a point be established. Let's see if he say it someplace else. St. John chapter 6. Verse 38. Letters in red, Jesus speaking. We're about to read this out of his own mouth. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. He came down from heaven not to do his own will, but the will of him that sent me. Now, we didn't, came out, we didn't come down from heaven. We came out our mama. But we're supposed to have the same mindset. No matter from whence we've come, we're supposed to show up with the same mindset. Because his father is our father. That's why he told us over in Matthew, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, we're all the same. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom done, be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. Our, our prayer should be to do his will. Because if we imitators of Jesus, we don't come to do our own will, but the will of him that sent us. Amen. Turn to John chapter 12. St. John chapter 12. Hallelujah to the living God. Amen. We're going to read verse 27. Here's where Jesus knew what he was sent to do. But he also knew that his flesh resisted doing what he wanted. He, he, he was sent to do. Verse 27. Let's do 26 and come into come in 27. He said, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled. Notice Jesus' soul was troubled. And then he asked the question, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? Is that what I'm supposed to say? But for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. I like that. Why do I, why you like that? Because Jesus was not different than you and me. His soul became troubled when it came time to do what God told him to do too. Because a lot of us, when it comes time to do what God said do, we, our soul becomes troubled. I know, I know you don't practice that face that make it look like you walking in his grace. But behind that face is a troubled soul. Because decisions need to be made. Changes need to be made. Alterations need to be made. And we know how to look like we got it all together. But in the back of our mind, we think, front of our mind, excuse me, front of our mind, we're thinking, oh, Lord Jesus, help me, Lord. We all go back to our backgrounds. Help me. Ha! Help me. Ha! Help me, Lord. Hey! Won't you please, Lord, help me? Won't you help me, please? All in the back of our mind. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. It's true anyway. Look at your neighbor and say, it's true anyway. You might not say it. It's true anyway. Because our soul gets troubled when it comes to our to do what God said do. 
We ain't even on the moment yet. We're just in the hour. How about this? When everything's still far away, praise God. I'll do the will of God. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Six months out. I'll do the will of God. Oh, oh. One month out. Oh. oh. One, one week out. Uh oh. Some of us, one week out because we become troubled. When it comes time to step into what God said for me and you. As long as it's far away, every one of us say we'll do what God said do. But when the moment comes, what you going to do? Jesus too was troubled, but I like his response. Am I supposed to say that even though my soul is troubled, what am I supposed to say? Father, save me from this hour. This hour is what I was brought here for. This hour is what I was created for. Some of you are in the hour where you were created for. And you're trying to figure out a way to back up. To pull back from what God has in store for you. But I declare that the devil is a liar. That's not what you're going to do. Because God said for this hour you were created. You were created for such a time as this. Not then, this. It was then before. It's this now. And it's time to bust a move. The Lord want to bust a move. That's why he's drawing us closer in prayer. Because prayer is a place where you begin to align your will with his will. One of the reasons why he kicked in more hours of prayer is because he's expecting more time of prayer with you. One reason why he invited you into more prayer is because he's expecting you to spend more time in, with, in him with prayer. Why is that? Because this is the time that he was talking about way back there. This is the time that he was talking about way back there when I've got things for you to do. And you was like, oh, my God, he's got things for me to do. God said, now nah, it's time to get into it. Oh. But what about, but what about, but what about, God said, but what about I need to get this together. You should have did that a long time ago. Time is now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to Hebrews chapter 5, please. Sometimes we'd be like stuttering and stammering and, and stymied and buckwheat too. Praise God. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 5. And get held up from doing what God said to do. The devil is a liar. Hebrews chapter 5. Of course, it's going to. Yes, it is. We'll start reading at verse 5. We'll see what Jesus did when his soul was troubled. Hebrews chapter 5, it says, So also Jesus glorified not himself to be made a high priest. But he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As he said also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of the eternal salvation unto all that obeyed him. 
called of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, saying that she is so dull of hearing. I mean, I can't talk to you about it right now, but we're going to back up to the fact that Jesus was troubled too. But listen to what he said in verse 7. Who in the days of his flesh, that in the days of his flesh, when his flesh was standing up and talking to him about what he ought not do, when his flesh was standing up talking to him, you know, the flesh is in enmity against God and all what God wants you to do. And when it comes time to start stepping into what God has in store for you, your flesh will start talking to you, hollering at you, waking you up and talking to you. And saying, what do you think you're doing? It'll start talking to you and reasoning with you and saying, this isn't the time. Look at your financial status. Which, by the way, been jacked up for decades. Look at your, look at your financial status. Look at your emotional status. Do you expect to move, make a move now? God doesn't expect you to have to deal with any troubles. You align your breath thing. Who told you that? And it ain't God that causes the troubles. It's the devil that's trying to stop you from moving forward into what God has in store for you. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying, tears running down his face, and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. So Jesus offered up prayers and supplications to God in order to do the will of God for his life. He prayed his way through. Old folk used to say he prayed through. He prayed through the hindrance of his flesh telling him that's not what you ought to do. He prayed through that flesh hollering him and telling him he ought not do. Before actually doing the will of God for his life, Jesus prayed prayers of supplication, prayers and supplication to God. I said before actually doing the will of God for his life, Jesus prayed prayer and supplication unto God. And included in these prayers was the prayer of consecration was the prayer of consecration. Isn't it interesting that it wasn't until after praying the prayers of of supplication that he did the will of God? Isn't it interesting? It wasn't until after he prayed the prayer of consecration that Jesus committed to do the will of God regardless to his own desires, regardless to his own flesh, regardless to his own soul being troubled, regardless to all that, he still moved forward into what God had in store for him. And as a result of us, all of us are saved. Aren't we glad he did what he did? But God told you to be imitators of him because there are some people that's waiting on you too, just like we were waiting on him. And he did what he was told to do, but what precursed his doing it was prayer. Included a prayer of, of supplication and prayer of consecration. The word consecration means the solemn dedication of a special purpose or service, usually religious. It is a solemn dedication to a special purpose or service, usually religious. I like that. It is a solemn. This ain't no joke, baby. This is a solemn dedication to a special purpose. You ain't just going to do something. You about to step into a special purpose. One that was purposed before the foundations of the earth. One that was purposed before there was a world at twirl. Before there was a man, boy, woman, or girl anywhere walking on this dirt that we call earth. That God had a purpose for you. And you're about to step into a special purpose. Good God Almighty. 
to do what it is that God said do. I could see you holding up if it wasn't about nothing. I could see you slowing up if it wasn't about nothing. But you're about to step into something special. I said special. And you want to stay in what's ordinary? You want to stay in what's subpar? When God wants you to go far? When God's got something special waiting on you? A door of special right before you? And you're hesitating? Procrastinating? Contemplating? Pontificating? When God said, come, come. When God said, come, now. He didn't say figure out how. He said, come now. When he told a man like that to walk on water, he didn't give him no course in how to walk on water. He said, come now. Special things he will do. Who will do what I said to. The word consecration also means dedication or setting apart of anything to service and worship of God. It's the dedication and setting apart of anything to service and worship of God. But we're about to dedicate ourselves, our lives, to do what God said do. My God, this is good. Consecrate is what they did, what he did. And consecrate is what God wants you to do. The word consecrate means to make or declare sacred or holy. Sanctify. To make or declare sacred or holy. To sanctify. Set it apart for the master's use. See, there's times in your life where God wants to set you apart to do something. When things are set apart to be able to do, for they to be done something, ain't nothing else supposed to be done with it. Because anything that is used as was set apart, if it's used for any other purpose, is now defiled. Let me get this right. You got a chance to be able to step into something that's going to cause the world to smile, but you'd rather stay in that which will cause, to, cause defile? Oh, no. See, no. We're supposed to be willing to step into what God said, had in store for them to do. Just like Jesus did when his, came time, his time came to. Word consecrate also means to dedicate one's life, time, etc., etc., to a specific purpose. To dedicate one's life, one's time, etc., etc., to a specific purpose. To dedicate one's life. God said there's a reason why I kept you alive. Some of you are supposed to be dead a long time ago. There's a reason why I kept you sane. Because many of you were supposed to be crazy a long time ago. There's a reason why I kept you around. Because you were supposed to be gone a long time ago. What was it for? Such a time as this. That's why he delivered you from Satan's fist. So that you can do what it is he wants you to do. And dedicate your life and your time to a specific purpose. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that God really does desire for you and me to have a closer, more intimate relationship with Him than the one that's already being experienced by you and me. I hope that you're seeing that what God has opened is a door of opportunity that should be walked through by you and me. A door of opportunity that we'll be glad that we walk through when we do. Into a closer, more intimate relationship with God Almighty. 
what a privilege he's given to me and you. Now, I don't know about you, but I plan to increase my intimacy with God. I hope that you do the same thing, too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And to all the ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your New Year's resolution was to draw closer to God, I got just the thing for you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Woman of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers for Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. But a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP Transportation Service, is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers a word of faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let the brothers a word of faith be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 